What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Chef Miguel, back up in this. So, today was a very busy day. We were, uh, well, first and, first and foremost, yeah. Welcome to the Commuting Chef Podcast. This is a podcast where I like to talk about my day on my long way home. It takes me about, let's see here, can I use anything else? takes me like an hour to get home so i use this time to talk about my do a podcast that's why this podcast exists because i use this time to um talk about my day and do talk just talk to myself and hopefully someone out there listens to these things and that'd be great but anyways it takes we are in this together right now for 42 minutes it's gonna take me an hour it's gonna take me 42 minutes to get home Anyways, so there's a podcast where I like to talk about my day, top certain, if I have stories planned out for the day, I'll talk about that. I'm starting my Instagram, a chef's blog. Uh, check that out. <clears throat> um, I just started that, and then I also have my Twitter, which I don't really use too often. I mainly just go, I try to look through it when I'm bored, but if you want to follow me on there, that's X, X Chef Miguel on Twitter. If you want to follow my Instagram where I post things about my about me. I post some things about me and I repost other pictures from other chefs and magazines and pretty much anything I think that's interesting. I try to do interviews on there. Or I'm going to try to do interviews on there when I get a bigger following. That way I'll post the text interview on my on my blog and maybe I'll, I'll call them. Maybe I can do a phone call interview and I'll record that. I don't post that, but we'll see. But that's the plans for the future. We also talk about things not chef related, things about things that I like to talk about, which is like fast cars or not even fast cars, cars in general. I love cars. Um, I love talking about sports. You know, I also have an email set up at commutingchefpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hit the email up if you guys are looking for advice, if you have any questions or um, if you have any questions regarding anything I said, feel free to hit me up on there. This is also a forum where I try to have, I hope I can have com- communications with you guys and um, anybody who's a chef, anybody who's just a cook, a, a dishwasher, a server, a maitre d, anything, I don't care. Um, this podcast is all revolved around you guys. Like I just want to hear your stories. You'll obviously hear mine. And then, so if I can get people to, hit up the email with their stories like what they did in their day you know i'll I'll talk about it on my podcast i'll reflect on it or i'll I'll, you know ask why you know why you did that or how'd you come up with that you know send me pictures man i'll put it on the blog and everything so so yeah that's the plan for the year but you know having a podcast kind of expensive because you got to get a domain you gotta do a whole bunch of other shit you guys don't need to worry about but yeah or i might just post them on youtube but we'll see um yeah so Today, today and yesterday was pretty cool. My 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 upper management boss came out. You know, he's cool. He's a cool guy. Uh, you know, he talked about talked about business and then and then I'm talking about like cars, like because my my goal down the road is to get my get a Porsche 718. I think it's a 718. It's a Cayman. Cayman. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I don't know what it's called, but I want it. I wanted the Panamera, but bros, 
that shit a hundred grand, man. I ain't getting no hundred grand Panamera or whatever it's called. I ain't getting one of them bad boys. In Long ass time, man. That's my midlife crisis car right there. But yeah, I don't know what I want as my next car um, when I get promoted next year, hopefully. Um, I don't know. I kind of want like an X5, BMW X5 M series, but it's a little pricey too. That car is like 60 Gs. I mean, I'll, I can I can get I can get that I can get the X5, just the regular X5. That one's not too bad. That's like 45. Um, that's doable. Um, maybe I'll get. Cause I really want like an SUV style, not like a big like suburban or anything, but I want like a compact. I guess I don't know. I don't even know what they're called. The category is, but I want one of those um, for my next car. Cause hopefully I'll have a kid by then. What I got now is acceptable for when I have a kid, but I'll just go better than better to have more space. So what I have now is a 2018 Subaru Impreza Sport trim. It's nice, man. Turn off traction control. Boy, flies, man. Um, but anyways, but you know, it's not a fast car. Okay, so it only got like 152 horsepower. It doesn't got much of it. If you want more, if I wanted more power, I would have got a WRX, but. I don't want all that power. I don't need all that power, you know, unless it's like five in the morning and I gotta go open up. But other than that, I'm stuck in traffic all the damn time. There's no point having all those horses if I have no room to gallop. <clears throat> or I might get a fucking Mustang, even though the country is what I just said about horsepower, but I don't want it for the horsepower. I just genuinely love Mustangs. I used to have a 5.0, 94, 94, 5.0 Mustang. That was one of my, I love that car. Uh, I wanted to buy a 2002 Celine. Um, that car, I love that model. Like the the 94s, the the, the Fox body, and then the uh, the 2002, the 2000. I think it's 2000 to 2004, five. That model is one of my favorites from the 2006 and all the way. Maybe I started liking them again, like at 2016, 2017, when I started liking Mustangs again. But that model in between, those models in between are just trash. I hated those models. But, anywho, yeah, we started talking about cars, but you know, we mostly talked about business, so you know, that was cool. And then, like today, man, I just got pulled out of meeting to meeting to meeting, man. Once you become a chef, man, depending on where you work, obviously, but you don't really spend that much time cooking anymore. You start being a once you move to upper management, you're it's all about managing people and business management and this is a bunch of shit that you that the food network doesn't tell you about. Man, food network wants to be like, be a chef, be a chef, look at this, look at this show, look at this show about being a chef. Like I really hate those shows where they have like home cooks compete and then they keep calling them chefs. It's like, no man, you're not a fucking chef, man. You didn't put in the hard fucking work you didn't put in the blood sweat and tears that goes you're a fucking account manager you're a fucking you know whatever you can cook but just because you can cook doesn't make you a chef feel me um i didn't start calling myself a chef till i got the damn position well till i got sous chef that's when i started calling myself a chef i never called myself a chef outside of culinary like when i was in culinary school everyone liked to call themselves a chef i never called myself a chef 
I never, not until I became a Seuss at least, at least sous chef, because it's at least in the title. That's when I started talking, calling myself a chef. Um, but there's no, it's just a good, it's, it's an ego thing. It could be an ego thing. It depends on you as a person. But I like when I get called chef. Not by, I don't like getting called by my name. I don't know why. But like at work, when they call me by my name, obviously I'm going to respond. But I'm just like, because, you know, I worked hard to get where I'm at. And I love, I, I love the acknowledgement. But, you know, you don't, I don't need it. I just like hearing it. So that's just me. But yeah, so I was just meeting after meeting today. Uh, what else happened? Nothing too eventful went on today. I had, I bought, I made some orange chicken. But just for time constraints, I didn't make it. I, I know how to make it, obviously. My recipe is way better than what I fucking bought. I should have just made it myself. Because my recipe is banging. Certified. Shit is fucking banging. But the one we bought, the one I bought from Cisco, just to save myself time. Because like, like I said, when you're a man, when you're a chef, when you're a manager now, like I don't have time to be doing shit from scratch. So when I have to cover the line, I just buy it pre-made. If I really don't want to make it, but if I can make it, I'll make it. Like I had chicken cordon bleu the other day. I made that shit from scratch. You know, um, I rarely buy it pre-made because, like I said, I still want to feel like a chef inside. <laughs> so I, I, I try to. Unless I have a lot to do that day, then I'll be like, whatever. I'll just buy it made so I can, you know, worry about something else. But anywho, the rest, the one we got, it wasn't good. It was really terrible quality. Um, the really small pieces that look like it was, it's gonna have some kind of chicken in it. It's like a fucking Tostito pizza roll, man. You don't know what the fuck you're gonna get. Sometimes you got pure batter, fried batter. Sometimes you got chicken. Sometimes you got like a little piece of chicken, but mostly batter. So it was so like when you did get a good piece, I had a good amount of chicken. It was good, but you know, like I said, my recipe is a lot more. It's a lot better. It's a lot obviously fresher. Um, but but yeah, man. Topic of the day today though is don't open up to people. Like when you go to work, like be careful who you open up to. Don't trust anybody, man. Like, straight up, don't trust anybody. Like, you never know who the fuck is going to be a snake in the grass, okay? Like, here, there's a lot of shady shit, man. There's a lot of double double standards. Like, they'll be cool to your face, but the, like Drake says, show love to my face. What did he say? Show love to my face. I don't know. Or plotting my end. I don't know. Whatever. <clears throat> Long story short, there's snakes in the grass. Just be careful, man. Like, as you guys continue your career, um, obviously, you know, be social. It's always better to be social and not just a grumpy puss like, like I am. Most of the time, I'm very, like, frowny face. And people always want to make me smile and shit. You know, it's annoying, but, you know, it's, that's the energy I put out. But um, today, it was just fucking crazy. Like, I've never been flustered in service before, but... Like, I've been flustered, but I kept my composure. But today, man, I was just not having it. I was just fucking shit up. My garnishes weren't on point. Like, just a lot of shit was not to my standards for myself. And, you know, ticket times went up today. And 
don't know. It was just a weird. It was a weird lunch service today for me. But like they say, man, it's not about how you fuck up. It's about how you bounce back. That's how I kind of like to live my life. Yeah, you may have fucked up, but if you can recover and come back with the W, you good, man. But if you fuck up and you still come out with an L, then yeah, man, you gotta reconsider some shit. You gotta do some uh, self-evaluation, self-assessment. You feel me? And um, but. But yeah, so, like I said, you know, just be careful when you open up to people, be social, especially when you get to becoming a chef, you gotta learn, you gotta learn, if not then, or before you get that position, how to differentiate business and friendships, like, you wanna build a good rapport with your team, you don't wanna be like, if you have an office and you have a lot of office work, you don't want to be in your office all the time to the point where you're, there's a prize when you're not in there, you know? So then when you're not in there, obviously hold your standards up. Don't 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 kill your standards, okay? And make sure your standards are met. Make sure your standards are followed. So don't don't fuck up on your standards because just don't and then um, but yeah, you want to find you want to be in your employees like you want to get to know them you want to know what they like their likes and dislikes in a way but you know you gotta like I said you gotta find a way you gotta find that line that you don't cross that's like your two buddy buddies to the point where they're not taking you serious anymore. Like when you tell them something and just like, oh, whatever, you know. You wanna make sure that when you're serious and you're stern, that your point gets across and you fucking, um, your shit gets respected and followed. And also when you set a new rule or a new standard or a new um, whatever operation, practice, follow through, man. Follow through, follow through, follow through. Your words don't mean shit if you don't fucking follow through with what you said. Like, if you tell them, I want you to cut, you know, these carrots this this thickness at this angle or this thickness this way every time, all the time, no matter what, right? You don't want, you want to well, tell them, show them, have them do it, and then keep an eye on how they're doing it. And if you see them not doing it, don't let that shit slide. Be like, what are you doing? We just went through this. This is how you do it. Show them again. And just be on them until it just becomes like that's what they do. Because if you just say it once and then they do it that one time in your presence, but then they don't do it, but they know they're not doing it and they're making they're seeing if you're gonna say anything and you don't say nothing, shit's a wrap. They're not gonna fucking listen to you. And then also, like Chef Ramsey is cool, like his show is entertaining. But you have to know when you can act like Chef Ramsay. Like, in this day and age, man, you can't be fucking yelling at people like that anymore, man. Especially if, you, if you're a chef, like, at a, a chain restaurant or any kind of restaurant that has HR and, like, things like that. Like, you know, mom and pops, they have, obviously, HR, but, you know, or your own restaurant. But, you know, you're, you don't... They don't really have anyone to tell because you're the fucking boss. So just be careful. 
when it comes to being a dick. Like, for my staff, I'm not a dick to them. I'm stern, but I'm not a dick to them. I'm not yelling at them. I'm not belittling them. I'm not fucking barking orders out. And, like, you know, I do get mad with them sometimes, but I don't fucking yell at them like that. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, where was I? But, yeah, so just be, you guys just, when you become, when you get this high in the food chain, just be careful. Just know your every, your every move is being watched, not only by your staff, but those around the, around your staff. And your, if you have equals, like other managers or something like that, they're, they're fucking watching your shit too. So when you're socializing with your managers, even though they're your equals, don't give them too much. Don't don't vent to them. Don't don't fucking let them into your. I mean, obviously you can let them into your life if you fucking want, but don't vent to them. Like, go home. Talk to your significant other. Talk to yourself. Make a podcast <laughs> and vent because you never know that there's gonna be a day. Hopefully it never comes, but there may be a day. You piss off one of your managers, but you said some juicy shit to them that they can use against you. Boom, you're fucked. So that's why I say be careful. If you do vent to your fucking fellow managers or if you have that kind of rapport with them, even if you feel you can trust them, just be fucking careful. Because, like I said, once you get the higher and higher you go in your career or the higher and higher you go in your uh, corporate ladder, the less and less and less secure your fucking job is. Like, if you're a cook, depending where you work, you can fuck up all day, every day for, you know, a couple of times before you get fired. But if you're a supervisor or a coordinator or a manager, you're, or like you're in charge of other people and finances, your career, your job, your career is now in the hands of your employees because your employees are a reflection on you because whatever they do wrong you did wrong because you allowed that to happen yes you can't be everywhere at once but jobs don't like your boss does not give a fuck how busy you are your job is to get whatever is set in front of you finished and you have to finish it one way or the other but when you come at your boss with like Oh, I couldn't do it because of X, Y, Z. They don't give a fuck. Like, you didn't finish. End of the day, you didn't finish what you were supposed to. We're going to find someone that will fucking um, finish it when they're supposed to. So, like... And like I said, the higher you go, the less chances you got to fuck up. Like, if I move up a peg in my career... Like, if where I'm at now, my career, it's based on my staff... And my ability to handle budgets and labor. That's what I'm getting judged on. The food presentation and all that other stuff is small compared to this. So. But if I move up a peg. If I move up to the next position. Um, hold on fellas. Um. Then the higher I move, my my career or my job is now in the hands of the other chefs that I manage. Because if they're not doing what they're supposed to, 
I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Their budgets keep going over budget consistently. I'm the one that's going to get fired because I'm not making sure, like, why are you constantly going over budget? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? So, and then so forth and so forth. So you're, like I said, the higher you go, your career path is not based. It's still based on your performance overall, but it's also based on your whoever you're in charge of. So, like, when you're a cook, your job is completely based on your own attitude, your own work ethic. You're going to get fired because because you you are 100% in control of whether you get fired or not. And then, so now that I'm a chef, my career is in my employees and on my ability, again, to manage labor and fight. So, you know, that's... It's, it's a scary realization when you when you think about it like again it also depends where you work most some chefs they own the restaurant or they work you know for someone and you know they're judged on something completely different but for me I'm a corporate chef so I work for a billion dollar company so you know there's obviously more factors in which my job is based off of but for the most part it's the big three is labor finances and my my staff's ability to do the to do their jobs effectively but yeah just be careful like i said becoming a chef is a big fucking deal obviously you made it you know you you, you took the proper steps or it was handed to you who knows um you know you you moved your you moved your way up from cook to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing to you finally hit your your position of, of desire like for me i was a, i was working at mcdonald's i wanted to be a cook so i i took a job as a server because there was potential to become a cook i became the cook i became the lead cook i moved on to become another lead at another place i dropped i stepped down from that lead position to take back just a normal cook position because I knew in the long run it was going to benefit me. It did. I became Seuss. I became interim chef. I didn't get the position as a chef there because homeboy, because that company just didn't believe in me, even though on paper I was doing what I was supposed to, but also on my paper slash resume, I didn't have the experience that they needed, even though I was already doing the job more than capable enough with them with experience. But whatever. And then so I moved on from there. Then I finally got a company that does believe in me, gave me the shot, I became chef, and now I'm running that motherfucker like, you know, like, anybody can, like, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to, everything's in line, my budgets are in check, my labor's in check, you know, it's cooler in the game. Um, but yeah, so like I said, like I was saying in my last podcast, and I'll probably say in my every podcast, man, know what you want in life, um, it's good, it's okay to not know. But, I mean, some people just want to be a cook for the rest of their life. And they're content. They're happy with that. Um, but some people want more more and more, like myself. Like, every, I, I give myself a two-year goal and a one-year goal. Obviously, my two-year goal is the grand goal. And my, my one-year goal is the, to hope, the step to achieve my two-year goal. I typically get to my goal in a year. 
Um, it's never taken me two actual years to, to, to get my position, to get where I'm trying to be. I moved up fairly quickly because I have a very strong work ethic and I strive to be the best at no matter what job I'm doing. Like if I'm a dishwasher, I'm going to be the best dishwasher you got. Like if I'm a cook, I'm going to be the best cook you got. Um, so let's talk. So I guess let's talk about a little bit about like, so the question I get asked a lot in this career is how do I get a raise? Well, it's simple. Well, for me, it's simple. I never, I never, there's many ways to get a raise. One, there's to fucking be the best that you can. Do the best that you can. Be as, don't, but my number one rule is, there's a difference between schmoozing. Sorry, I got something in my mouth. There's a difference between schmoozing or whatever that word is called and ass kissing. If you want to schmooze, like smooge, whatever that stupid word is, do it. But don't be a fucking kiss ass. Don't fucking, you know. I mean, if that's how you want to move up in your career, you know, so be it. But that's not the following I want. I want strong working culinary field people that work bust their ass to get where they're at like I probably never respect a chef that if I had a chef that just got it handed to him like like I saw him be an ass kisser to get where he's at he won't have my respect um, but you know do you whatever whatever you know suck that dick to get to the fucking top whatever um, that's how you want to do it you want that's how that's how you're gonna achieve your goals you know to each his own but anyways so there's one way you can do there's one way you can try to get a, a raise is the first the easy the the one that people are mostly scared of just straight up asking like um just being straight up with them um but this one also leads to bitterness because if you don't get it you get bitter but you know uh, in this day and age 2018 man there's no money man there's no money but like I said, what I would what I would suggest if you're just gonna straight up ask, have um, just know why you're asking. Don't just say I've been here for two years. I want to raise. Okay. In those two years, what have you done? Have you clocked in? Did your job and went home? And that's it. Because that that's that's the job. There's. You're not, I'm not, I'm pretty sure your raises come, they're not something that happens every year, okay? Like, if you only get annual raises, that means you most likely get very close to nothing in those raises. Because when I worked at McDonald's, man, I got 10 cents raise every year. Everywhere was 10 cents. So by the time I started working at McDonald's for at $8 an hour, by the time I quit, I was making a whole $8.20. But, you know, I mean, I got offered the manager position in those two years, but they were only giving me a dollar raise. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with a dollar, man? Get this shit out of my face. Anyways, so just know you, the chances of getting turned down for a raise most of the time are very likely because depending where you work it's it's not always in it's always it's not that easy you know i work at a place where 
giving someone a raise, your annual raises have to average out to 3% across the board. So like if you gave someone a $5 raise, like a 5% raise, you had to give two other people no raises so you can even out the fucking board, you know? So at that place, everyone got 3% raise because just so they won't have to deal with it. Anyways, um, so yeah, so just go in there and be like, hey, um, you know, I've been working now for a year. You know, I've been doing this, this, and this. Like, I, I feel like I do more than my, you know, I, I do more than what I should because, you know, I genuinely love working here or and I and something like that. I feel like I should get X amount of money as a raise. So you can go 50 cents, you can go a dollar, two dollars, whatever you're feeling, you know? But just know, even if you are the most hardworking motherfucker there, you still might not get it. That's just the facts of life. Life is unfair. It is what it is. Um, so just though that's the sad reality about trying to get a raise it might not happen and then there's the other one which is my least favorite is quitting threatening to quit you know hopefully they don't call your bluff and then you're just out of a job but sometimes or a lot of times you know what i would do is i would wait till some someone else quits when you're the only motherfucker left then now you have more leverage because if you quit you know they're kind of asked out so you can always be like, hey, I, I want to put in my, two, I, I'm thinking about quitting because I'm going over to whatever and they're paying me, you know, a dollar more and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes that employer will be like, oh, well, we'll give you a dollar or we'll give you a, a $2 to keep you, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's that's also a way to get a raise i've seen a lot of people do it that's happened to me in the past but i turned it down because i'm all i'm mad about principles so if you didn't give me the raise when i was quitting before i was quitting when i just straight up asked you said no but now i'm leaving and now you want to throw money at me you know i'm not I'm not down with that because i i won't feel like i earned that shit you know i in my heart i know yeah fuck yeah give me that but i know i won't i I won't feel good about it because you're giving it to me as a, as a last resort because you don't want me to go. Um, so that's, that's also my, I don't really, I personally don't ask for raises, okay? I just move on. I go to the next job. Um, I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll do my work and if you see what I do and you fucking pay me appropriately, you know, I'll stay. But if I do what I do and I don't see any, any kickback, like, you know, when my, my annual raise comes through deuces man I can find somewhere else to work and then my favorite way of getting a new getting a raise my easiest way to get a raise um, you go to the next job so this one requires you to walk it like I talk it you feel me you can't just be in there you can't just go demanding XYZ amount of money because you gotta back that shit up dog like you can't just be like I need $16 an hour and then you come to work and you can't even fry a fucking egg. So, what I do, what I've done in the past to get all the, the amount of money that I have, actually, yeah, it's worked out without experience. Um, I'm a good talker. I'm very, I'm not persuasive, but I'm really good at interviews. And 
I come I have confidence and even if I say I can do some things and I know I can't I'll have it down before I even get to that job see I gotta put in the two weeks anyways I'll use those two weeks to make sure I can do what I said and if I can't fake it till I make it so because I'm good at it I'm really good I'm a really fast learner I pick up on things really fucking fast I need very little training so for me it's not that hard anyway but for you let's say you're working at someplace right for you've been there for two years you're doing so good but they don't want to give you a raise and you know you deserve more than what you're making you've only got like you know you're at $13 an hour but you know you should be at 15 um apply somewhere else if you can try to move up or stay where you're at but if you only know you don't know that much but you know what you know just know what you're good at that way you can at least talk that up um but it's harder anyways so you're making 13 and you want more right you want let's say 50. you go to the next job um you go to the next job you go to the you go to an interview and when they ask you how much are you looking to make it's all about negotiations man so you say oh so i'm looking to make 16 because at my last job i'm making you want to have so this is how it goes. you're making 13 so you ask for 16 because at my last job i'm making 15 right so that way they'll be like then they'll say they might say okay like okay we'll give you 16 you know you'll back up you'll back up why you want 16 um you, you say you know at my last job i was making 15 i'm really looking to move up a little bit and pay so I'm, I'm asking for 16 right because job at least in california they can't ask you they could ask but it's unethical to ask another employee what you're making so for me when i make reference calls i'm not allowed to ask how much you made at that position unless they tell me i mean if they tell me they tell me i don't fucking i'm not asking so anyway so yeah so you say I'm my last job making 15, but I'm looking to make a little bit more. So I want at least a dollar more. So I want 60. You can say whatever you want. This is just an example. This is what I did. I always, okay, this is how I do it. If I'm making 13, I ask for 16 because I'm making 15 at my last job. So I want 60. So if 16 is too high, then be like 1550. And then they'll be like, uh, what about 15? Because then you can let them win, make them think they're winning by saying, Oh, could you at least match my where I'm at now? You know, match the 15. And um, be like, can you at least match the 15? Nine times out of 10, they're going to be like, okay, we can do 15. But in reality, you came up $2 raise. You came up on a $2 raise, but they think they're just matching what you made at your last job. So boom, there you got it. Now you quit at your last job. Again, if, you, if this is how you want to get a raise, go for it. Quit at your last job, go to your current job, be like, I'm putting in my two weeks, your month, whatever, putting in my two weeks, blah, blah, blah. Again, depending on the situation on your job, you can get a raise this way as well. So they'll be, if they really want to keep you, they'll be like, oh, how much are they, they can ask, how much are they paying you? Maybe we can pay you more. Now, this is where you flip it on them. You say, oh, they're paying me 17 over there. Can you match that? And then if they say no, you know, work with it. Because it, sometimes you might not want to leave your job, but you want the raise. So remember, you got a 15, you're at $15 now at your new job. You can try to be like, again, flip it on them. Be like, well, what about 15? Can you do 15? Because now if they match what you're making over there, but you really like your current job, but you're only leaving because of the money, 
try to be like, well, what about 15? Can you do 15? They might, your current job might say, yeah. Then you'd be like, sweet. Now you're, you're at somewhere where you're comfortable. You're making the money you wanted at your new job, but now you don't gotta learn anything new. And then, and then you call the other place and be like, hey, uh, never mind. I really appreciate the offer. Again, this part is really, for me, it's really fucked up. But you know, in this world, you know, you gotta be selfish sometimes. So, you know, play the game. You know, play the fucking game. Like, it is what it is. In reality, everyone's replaceable. So if that job lost, the, the job you accepted lost you, they can refill your position in another day or something. So anyway, yeah, be, be selfish. Try to flip it on your current place. Be like, hey, you know, be like, can you give me 15 or 15.50? Remember, you always got that little wiggle room. You always want to give yourself that buffer between your real, your actual pay and what you're trying to make. So for me, I always I always got at least a $2 raise every place I went. Why? Because it's, it's attainable. And you also gotta, and I know I can get it, you know? And so, but yeah, so that's how you get a raise, man. Those three ways. You can either quit, threaten to quit. Sometimes they'll, they'll do it. You can straight up ask, back up why you're asking. Don't just go in there and be like, well, I come in every day on time. Nigga, that's your fucking job, man. So yeah, um, you can do those. Those are my tips on how to get a raise. The one that's worked for me is just go somewhere else. Like, fuck that place. Because for me, I knew where I wanted to be in life. So I had I had to leave regardless. Because for me, once I stop learning, once I know there's no room to grow, I'm out of there until someone else will give it to me. So those are, those are my tips on how to do it. Um, if you guys have any other tips on how you got raises that don't aren't what I just said, then, you know, please hit, hit up the email. Hit up my Twitter. So, uh, thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, hopefully these tips help you out, help you get a raise, make more money in this fucking world. Especially out here in California, man. Shit's expensive. Um, so, let's stop moving out here in California, man. We don't have enough space for y'all, and shit's too expensive out here. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. But anyways, if you like these tips, you know, uh, hit up the email, uh, communitychefpodcast at gmail.com. Hit up my Twitter, xchefmiguel. Go on my Instagram page, uh, a chef's blog. I think it's I think that's what it's called, a chef's blog. Uh, till next time, man. You know, stay stay hustling, keep moving forward, keep your knife sharp, keep your mind sharp. Until next time, uh, the chef is signing out. Peace.